You're listening to WCBN-FM, Ann Arbor, Michigan. Yes, you are. That's right. Huey Lewis never sounded so good. If Pandora's box is a box of chocolates, would I know to stay away? What's said? And off his box, the box of chocolates. Would I eat them anyway? Cause every time I have half a mind to leave you, babe, that means I have half a mind to stay. It's Pandora's Lunchbox on WCBN FM Ann Arbor. Hi, it's Mike. Pandora's Lunchbox is a show about food and mm, good food, too. Um, this is the Waitress and Waiter Show. It's and, and I'll be with you in just a moment, but I've got to finish the snack I'm eating. But I'll be ser- my name is Mike. I'll be serving you today. It's a show about food and culture every Thursday at 6.30. And today, songs of waitressing and waitering and facts about how waitresses fed the Western expansion of the U.S. A little bit about remembering Stompin' Tom Connors and how waiters and bartenders figured into his life, all of these things and more, and one particularly unhappy waitress who just needs a hug. Dear Catastrophe Waitress, dear Catastrophe Waitress, I'm sorry if you seem to have the weight of the world over you. I cherish your smile, there's a word of peace on your lips. Girlfriend, dear catastrophe girlfriend. I'm sorry if he hits you with the full can of coke. It's no joke. Your face is bleeding. You'll soon be leaving this town to the clowns who worship no one but themselves. Dear Catastrophe Waitress by Bell and Sebastian, your first course of the meal today. 
This is Pandora's Lunchbox. My name is Mike. Are you all seated? Are you enjoying yourself? Are you standing? Are you doing jumping jacks? Whatever you'd like, really. It's This is an open restaurant with no tables or chairs. It's all in the mind. But you should know as I bring you the water, maybe you heard this, maybe not, but just so you know, the city of Ann Arbor has actually issued a boil water notice for the northeast side of town today. So says the city, this is the result of the water system being depressurized due to a city contractor conducting scheduled valve maintenance. What's a valve if it doesn't have maintenance, you know? Anytime there is a loss of water system pressure, a boil water advisory is issued as a precautionary measure. The affected area includes south of Green Court, north of the, uh, north of the Huron River, east of Huron Parkway, and west of US-23. You can see a map of the affected areas at a2gov.org. So all residents in the affected northeast area are advised to boil water that they will use for drinking or cooking. The water should be boiled at least one minute and allowed to cool in a covered container. Residents may experience discolored water, which can cause stains to laundry if the discoloration is not first cleared from the lines. The iron sediment, iron's good for you. The iron sediment in the water main has been disturbed, causing the discoloration. Once residents are notified that the boil water alert has ended, it is recommended to run cold water for several minutes and flush the toilet to clear your lines. Ann Arbor advises the residents to continue to use boiled or bottled water for drinking purposes until further notice. Tests of the water have begun and results will be available within 24 hours. The boil water advisory will be lifted when safe results have been obtained from the tests. So you can use water for showering, flushing toilets, and doing laundry. If using the dishwasher, use the heated cycle. If hand-washing dishes, use hot water. So it's a precautionary advisory, a boil water notice for the northeast side of Ann Arbor, including south of Green Court, north of the Huron River, east of Huron Parkway, and west of US-23. And again, there's a map of all that stuff at a2gov.org. In the meantime, looks like the guests are being served here. One of them happens to be Tina Louise, who later went on to play Ginger in Gilligan's Island, But in 1957, she recorded an album in New York City. And astoundingly, the lineup of musicians backing her includes Coleman Hawkins on tenor sax. This is true. This is very romantic. Are you ready? Dinner is ended, the music is grand Softly the lanterns gleam Isn't it splendid to sit hand in hand Silently lost in a dream Across the table While the lights are low Though you hush your lips Your fingertips Tell me all I Across the table 
across the table meet so tenderly and they say Oh yeah, Ginger, that's right. Now, I just said dinner is just served, and then she starts singing by saying dinner is ended. Boy, they sure ate fast. (laughs) Oh boy, how embarrassing. I just work here. Uh, But that is Tina Louise from the album It's Time for Tina from the Tainted Records label. I don't think that's the original record label, but that is, in fact, what the CD was released on, featuring Coleman Hawkins on tenor sax on that one. Tainted Records, I think, Tina, you were supposed to boil the water first, and that maybe that's why it's tainted. But I do want to take a moment to remember Mr. Stompin' Tom Connors. He has stomped right out of this world. He was 77 years old and an iconic country and folk singer and songwriter in Canada. And wouldn't you know, a bartender and a waiter figure into his story. We're talking about people being served and servers and bartenders and waiters and stuff. Says Wikipedia, in the early 1950s, at the age of 15, Stompin' Tom Connors left his adoptive family to hitchhike across Canada, a journey that consumed the next 13 years of his life. At his last stop in Timmins, Ontario, he found himself a nickel short of a beer at the city's Maple Leaf Hotel. The bartender, Gate Lapine, perhaps is how it's pronounced, I hope, agreed to give Tom a beer if he would play a few songs. Those few songs turned into a 13-month contract to play at the hotel, a weekly spot on CKGB in Timmins, and eight 45 RPM recordings. Connor's habit of stomping the heel of his left boot to keep rhythm earned him the nickname That Stompin' Guy, or Stomper. But it wasn't until Canada's 100th birthday, July 1st, 1967, that the name Stompin' Tom Connors was first used when Boyd MacDonald, a waiter, a waiter at the King George Tabard in Peterborough, Ontario, introduced Tom on stage. After numerous complaints about damaged stage floors from Stompin', Tom began to carry a piece of plywood that he stomped even more vigorously than before. It was reported that when asked about his stomping board, Tom replied, It's just a stage I'm going through. Over time, Stompin' Tom had 17 songs that made the Canadian Top 40 Country Chart, including the number one songs Big Joe Mufferaw, Moon Man Newfie, a Newfie being somebody from Newfoundland, and the Ketchup Song. And he released nearly 50 albums. 50 albums. Now, I wish I could tell you I have the ketchup song on me, or just that I have ketchup on me, but I have the next best thing. Yes, a song about a waiter by Stompin' Tom Collins. Stompin' Tom Connors, hello. I guess I've been drinking a little on the side. Stompin' Tom Connors, big and friendly waiter John. Maybe a bit too friendly. When there ain't no end to the money you spend, I'm your friendly waiter, John. It taint my job to listen to you sob, but money, it it turns me on. You can sit right here and drink your beer while you wonder where your woman's gone. 
And if your tips are high, there ain't a nicer guy than big and friendly, Waiter John. There ain't another man that can understand like big and friendly, Waiter John. I am known to be a man of sympathy, at least up until your money's gone. So drink away all your cares and pay and forget about your runaway blonde. Lean on the bar and have a big cigar with big and friendly Waiter John. When you fall apart with a broken heart, come to friendly Waiter John. He'll pour your beer for you and lend an ear and a shoulder to cry upon. He'll dry your eyes for you and sympathize till all your troubles are gone. So pull out your dough and let the big tips flow to big and friendly Waiter John. Now everything has a price, even sound advice from big and friendly, Waiter John. When I serve booze, I kind of pick up news about lots of things that's been going on. Might even be you could find out from me who stole your sweetie Vaughn. But for news to flash, you gotta drop the cash to big and friendly. Waiter John. Yeah, that's a good old sot, and thanks a lot from your friendly Waiter John. Here's enough to grab yourself a taxi cab, but the rest of your money's gone. You spent your load, now hit the road, Toad, and stop all this carrying on. You lost your gal like all your money, pal, to your big and friendly Waiter John. Boy, sure seems nice, that friendly Waiter John. Hmm. That was Stompin' Tom Connors, who has stomped on to a... A mixed metaphor in the sky of a cloud that's made of plywood that he's stomping on. Yeah, it's a, there's a poem right there. But Stompin' Tom Connors, 77 years old, now stomping away up there, far somewhere up there. The tune is Big and Friendly Waiter John. It's from his album The Unpopular Stompin' Tom, from 1976. And it's got a lovely picture on the cover of Stompin' Tom with a cowboy... Well, actually, it's a cowboy hat and a leather jacket, and a guitar and some boots on a skeleton. The unpopular Stompin' Tom, but he will always be popular in our hearts. And by the way, you may know the Down Home Show is on WCBN every Saturday from noon to 3 p.m., and Tex has been playing Stompin' Tom Connors for years and years on this station, and he's going to do a tribute to him this weekend. So tune in Saturday between noon and 3. Tex will do... People do Stompin' Tom Connors right, that's for sure. Now, I should mention, apropos of nothing really in particular, that uh, organizers in Grand Rapids right now are attempting to set a world record for the largest gathering of people wearing false mustaches. 
This is true. The record attempt just started uh, about 15 minutes ago. People who have come to Rosa Park Circle in Grand Rapids have been provided with an official Laugh Fest mustache. According to Laugh Fest officials, the current fake mustache world record of 648 participants, just what I thought, that amount, was set in September at an event organized by the St. Louis Rams. Last year, Laugh Fest's kickoff event broke a Guinness World Record for the largest number of people wearing fake animal noses, and the year before that was people tossing rubber chickens. So, hopefully in the next 15 minutes we will know. If we don't tell you, you'll have to find out yourself at laughfestgr.org whether the fake mustache record will be broken. In the meantime, just a reminder, there is a boil water advisory in Ann Arbor, and this guy doesn't have any money, I don't think. Banana spread for my baby A glass of plain water for me Banana spread for my baby Glass of plain water for me Dispenser man If you please Serve my chick a mess of calories Banana spread for my baby A glass of plain water for me Flip back the lid, scoop anything in sight Make it a rainbow of red, brown and white Chocolate chip and everything that's nice To the fruity once and spumoni twice Banana split for my baby And a glass of plain water for me Spray the whipped cream for at least an hour Pile it as high as the Eiffel Tower Loaded with nuts, about 16 ton Top it with the pizza, just for fun Banana split for my baby And a glass of plain water for me Banana split for my baby A glass of plain water for me Banana split for my baby A glass of plain water for me Stack her up with crazy goo Cause that's the stuff she likes to wade right through Banana split for my baby A glass of plain water for me Now add the cherries, the kind she loves too much Skip one banana, use a whole darn bunch Drown it in fudge, six or seven cans Give her two spoons, she'll eat it with both hands Banana split for my baby And a glass of plain water for me Separate checks, it must be Charged to split the huh, the water to me Oh, the banana splits for my baby And a glass of plain water's for me Ain't got no money, the glass of plain water's for me Told you he ain't got no money. That was Louis Prima. But what he's got, oh yeah, he's got a really massive mess of stuff on his plate. And the funny thing about that, singing about that in the 50s or 60s, I'm not sure the exact date it was recorded, but there's probably some insane restaurant right now that would actually create that and force you to eat it so you can get a free t-shirt. Fortunately, it was only a song way back when. That was Louis Prima and Banana Split for My Baby, looking at waiters and waitresses, the servers and the served on Pandora's Lunchbox. 
Now, this is from the blog called Seduced by History, How Waitresses Fed the Western Expansion. It's all about the Harvey girls, see. In the late 1800s, it was almost unheard of for a woman to be serving people in a public establishment, unless, of course, she was a dance hall girl in a saloon. Well, of course, that changed when Fred Harvey, an Englishman, began to open up the Harvey houses along the Santa Fe Railroad line starting in 1878. Harvey was one of the first to employ women of good character, in quotation marks, to serve the railroad patrons who were traveling west over several days, where stopovers to eat at a respectable and well-ordered establishment were a welcome respite. With the founding of the Harvey House restaurants, hotels, and resorts, Fred Harvey and the Santa Fe Railroad also began an experiment in something new to the Wild West that would be tourism. Fred Harvey initially employed men and only men to work in his restaurants, but then there was a midnight brawl by waiters at one of his New Mexico establishments, and you know that happens a lot with us men when they're waiting. Fred Harvey took the advice of his manager and hired women because they were less likely to get liquored up, that's L-I-K-K-E-R-E-D, liquored up and go on on tears. Those waitresses were the first respectable women the cowboys had ever seen, that is outside their own wives and mothers, of course. Those roughnecks learned manners. Those upstanding waitresses were popular with both, both patrons and the community, to such an extent that Fred Harvey decided to replace the waiters in all of his restaurants with women. A major obstacle would be convincing single women of good virtue to venture into the rough and ready frontier towns filled with saloons and the cowboys, railroad men, and prostitutes who frequented them. Fred Harvey sought women who were well-educated and exhibited good manners, clear speech, and neatness in appearance. Vulgarity of any kind would not be tolerated. Upon acceptance, a young woman usually had only 24 hours to say her goodbyes at home before she began rigorous training. When a Harvey girl signed her contract for 12, 9, or 6 months, she agreed to learn the Harvey system, follow instructions to the letter, obey employee rules, accept whatever locations she was assigned to for work, and abstain from marriage during the duration of her initial contract. Wow. I don't think I could do that. It's estimated that more than 100,000 girls, says here, worked for Harvey House restaurants and hotels, and of those, 20,000 married their regular customers. The Harvey girls were immortalized in Sam Adams' book of the same name and romanticized in the MGM movie, where there was much singing and dancing, but not as much hard work as reality would suggest. And speaking of reality, meanwhile, in a cafe today... Somebody's kind of fed up with it all and all that uh, talk of marrying your customers and all that kind of stuff. It uh, goes a little something like this. The day drags on and stumbles I'm far too tired to smile From the kitchen to the tables I must have walked a thousand miles The man at table number seven He's not very wanted to be He's far too tired or he's just been fired So he takes it all out on me Takes it all out on me The pretty young couple in the corner With much too much to say They don't like a thing that I bring them
serves you right, huh? Treat somebody like that. There you go. That is Chumbawamba from the wonderfully named album The Boy Bands Have Won, and that was Compliments of Your Waitress. Treat waitresses and waiters well now. Make sure you do that. And remember that the City of Ann Arbor has a boil water notice for the northeast side of town. You can find out details at a2gov.org. This has been Pandora's Lunchbox. I've been Mike. Thank you for being who you are. Arvulf is going to help us to face the music in mere moments. We're going to wrap things up just a bit here with a mostly instrumental with sounds of people milling about and such. This is madness. No, really, this is total madness. But this is madness, and this is called The Return of the Lost Palmas 7. If you listen closely in the first minute, somebody goes, Waiter, just so you know. WCBN FM and Arbor, keep on listening and don't stop until you get enough, which you can't. I'd like you to Tommy McGuire's combo.
Good night. And good evening. This is WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. 88.3 is the measurement. It's 7 o'clock. Thank you, Mike, for another marvelous 30 minutes of creative and informative radio. It is time now for Face the Music. Lots of saxophones featured, as expected and even requested. There'll be a, a, a few other instruments you might want to listen for. For example, this first recording, made with backing by Fred Hartley's orchestra in 1935, features mouth organ virtuoso Larry Adler. It is a medley of Love Me Forever and South American Joe. Good evening, Joe, and all other felines. (laughs) 